is for the rest of us, the podcast. This is the show where we keep it short and sweet and talk about wellness topics from a structured design to give us a better understanding of ourselves and others, leading us to a little more peace and acceptance of all the things. This month, in air quotes, because it's gone on longer than that, has been on our inner critic. As a recap so far, our inner critic is the voice feeling of criticism or negativity towards us that we harbour in our heads and our bodies because that's where our feelings go. That voice or feeling is usually pretty broad brush directed at the polar ends of something. I, I am ugly. That's very polarised. And we've learned it's a mechanism in our brain designed to keep us safe from rejection and abandonment from our tribe. We've learned most of each of our critics sound kind of the same and seem based around our cultural, familial, societal norms and expectations. We have learned in dealing with our critic, we need to keep it outside of ourselves. We need to bring it on side as an ally. We need to say thanks for your efforts. I appreciate them, but what are you aiming for here? We named our critic to make them less dominating. And then last episode, we talked about why we might be hanging on to our critic using it as a crutch to get out of things we don't really want to do but are a tiny bit ashamed to admit that we don't want to do, uh, the illusion of supposed arrogance if we let the credit go and a perceived inability to improve as a person if we don't have a taskmaster that's riding our asses. I wanted to add another point to this and that is cognitive habit. You reckon the habits accumulated over 30 years are going to be broken over three of Claire's seven-minute podcasts? <laughs> no. No, that's not going to happen. These are all ingrained and often subconscious strong habits that take dedication to practice and awareness making to change. And in reality, life ticks along all right, whether your critic is in your face, subconscious, or separated and worked with and integrated. So. We've got to try and take a bit of joy in practicing stuff, joy in the discoveries, which I know isn't easy. All right, that was a little bit of a preach tirade there. So I want to do a wee exercise before we get on to the last three techniques. I'm, I'm thinking about making an app with all of the exercise exercises, and this is a big pipe dream, but do you reckon that's a goer? Would you, would you want to, would you use an app with all the exercises? Do you reckon? Anyway, exercise. Pause this podcast and think about. I would I would tell you to journal, but let's be honest, you're all in your car working or otherwise multitasking. So just think about or feel into what it would mean for the way you operate in the world if if you could put aside or quieten or work with your inner critic. Pause the podcast. Go on, take your device out of your pocket and pause it. But do not touch it if you're driving. Just skip the exercise if you're driving because otherwise you won't focus on what I'm saying and you'll go headways and you won't come out until the end, until that end sound sounds. I've meditated. I'm on to you. And also 
you shouldn't touch your phone when you're driving. But if you're able to do so, feel into life without a rowdy inner critic. What would that look like for you? What benefits would that have for you? So you'll be much more driven to practice techniques. You can probably go and re-listen to the first episode on the inner critic techniques. To I think it was episode 10, but you'll be much more driven to practice those techniques if you understand what benefit that could have for you in your life. The three techniques I'm talking about now are going to be a little different from last week. So if any of them feel too difficult, uh, just love yourself and, and bail. These are going to be more about using our inner critic and its diminishing presence in our lives. If we've been doing those techniques, are we going to use that technique as we're going to spin it on its head and we're going to use it as a tool for our growth and expansion and individuation if you're about that right technique or tool number one growing in our own radical responsibility for ourselves don't worry the word the word radical is just kind of a preachy alliteration so growing in small tiny ways and responsibility for ourselves is enough dear warriors so the critic says you're hopeless all right patricia what should we do about this because it's my responsibility to take this and become not hopeless so i can step out into the world from the inside out not carrying hopeless i can put aside a tiny bit of time once a day or week to learn something that carries hopeless and turn it around I can put in a system or a routine to adjust something that carries hopeless. I'm a goddamn participate in life, Patricia, and I'm going to do that in teeny tiny ways until that's how I exist, Patricia, until I exist in my power and my badassery without hopeless. Thanks for coming, Patricia. Okay, so that's big. I know, <laughs> and I'm preaching that from on the sofa in my slippers after trying to talk myself into a walk in the rain because I know it'll be put a bit of fire in myself. Radical self-responsibility is hard. We haven't taught it, been taught it, and we haven't practiced it, and it's hard. But that's tool number one. Hear what your critic is saying and put in a tiny routine every day to not be that. A tiny routine every day that smells a little of your joy too, though. Bring some joy and play into what you're doing. My critic often says, Claire, you're such a grub. All right then, Patricia, I brush my teeth twice a day, I even floss sometimes, I wash my hands after I poop, and I make my bed every morning. And that's all consciously and by design. A grub no more, Patricia. I always just have dirt under my fingernails because I freaking love nature, and when I'm living, I live life full ham, Patricia. So I'm actually, I'm actually a fully functioning warrior of cleanliness. So that's small. Keep it handleable. Get fun. Grow some small anti-Patricia habits until they become you and you can create bigger habits. With, with all of these tools, there's not much point getting too radical too quick. It's for the regular of us. Our, our safety design brains will freak out and they will shut down, try to get to change too quickly the things that we've been doing for years that have successfully kept us safe. 
So technique tool number one, an opportunity to take responsibility for small ways and who we really are. I've just I've just noticed looking at my recording that this is probably going to be one of the longest uh, podcasts that I've had in a while. So stay with me, it'll be worth it. But this one will be less short and sweet. Right, technique and tool number two, use the words of your critic that your critic says to discover, become clear on and walk into the world with your true values. WTF clear. Say that in a way I can actually understand. So your critic says, geez girl, you are a side today. You ugly. All right, thanks Patricia. It seems that by design of my societal norms, I value appearance above a lot of other things. That that who I want to be? Do I want to choose my friends based on their appearance rather than their loyalty, support, and drive towards growth? Mm, that's ridiculous. So, thanks, Patricia. I've just discovered that I have inherited the value of appearance. I don't. I don't want that. I'm a choose otherwise. Patricia says or feels, "You're dumb. You're dumb." All right, Patricia, seems I value perceived intellect over the peace and quality that a person exudes. How strange. Thanks, Patricia. I take that. I see who I am based on my environment, and I'm going to choose a different value based on who I, who I really am, who I want to be. Hooey. I, I love this one. I've spent a lifetime valuing things I, like me, do not really give a shit about because my culture taught me to do so. and slowly learning what I consciously decidedly want to value is really is cool as shit and it ain't easy being green because it's all so ingrained but practice makes progress we'll talk about (laughs) we'll talk about perfection at a later date with these tools and techniques we're starting to walk into the world the way we are the way we want to be and not the way we're taught to be and that is I think that's really really powerful and empowering Technique tool number three, pick up and take in and become some of the energy or vibe of your critic. When I first tried to do this, though, I cried. (laughs) I sobbed like a wee baby. Uh, This was still something that was too powerful and shameful about what she was saying, and I couldn't do it. So if you try to do this and cry, get back together get back to developing your good therapeutic relationship with yourself because this won't work unless some part of you has your back. So baby steps, Rome was not built in a day. But if you reckon you're ready and your Patricia doesn't put the terror in you, try and become become her. So direct your tirades at a wall or a tree instead of yourself. Um, Feel that fire and that anger and that contempt and get to know those vibes because you probably suppress them in your conscious primary personality and those vibes are really important to be able to have a full whole feel it all human experience of life so if she's not big and powerful perhaps she's small and timid nothing wrong with that it's all just information you can see you can feel that and say yo go i see you we don't have to do that anymore because i got you or don't think at all, just play with the vibe of being your critic. And then once you've kind of sussed it, once you've managed to get to what that vibe is, think where that vibe will be useful in your everyday life. Like for me, Patricia is a powerful, fire-filled woman and I love walking down the street on that vibe. Sometimes 
I got to crack out that vibe when I'm at work. It's not part of my usual way of being, but it's really useful for me and it'll be useful for me in laying boundaries later. But that Patricia vibe is, is useful. So that's technique or tool number three. Get to know the vibe your inner critic brings and use that where it's useful in your day-to-day world. Okay, that's it. That was a fun one, longer than usual. Let me quickly recap. Tool number one, use your critic as an opportunity to take responsibility for yourself, to get a little more grown. Tool number two, use your critical voice to decide what you really value. So to show you who you are being, and then you get to decide after that who you want to be. And tool number three, find a new vibe, a new way of walking in the world by putting on your critic's pants and find one place where this is useful in your in your everyday world. Okay, um, please do follow me on Instagram at wellness for the rest of us, all one word. Um, on the gram, DM me your thoughts because I'd really love to know where this is landing for everyone, for better or for worse. I'd love to be able to interact a little more with everybody to see where to go and what's what's wanted and needed, etc. Um, next, also next month, we'll be doing we'll be jumping into judgment next month, a, a month on that. And I just wanted you to know real quick that we will return to the inner critic again at a later date to keep sort of deepening our work and adding more elements to it. So it'll come up again, but next month we're jumping into judgment. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.